You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay, and today we're going to be talking about e-commerce. I have an e-commerce expert on the line. His name is Kurt Elster. He is a senior e-commerce consultant who helps Shopify store owners uncover hidden profits in their websites. Kurt is the founder of e-commerce agency EtherCycle and helps Shopify store owners earn more money and work fewer hours. He's also an author and he has an awesome podcast. We're going to ask him all about it. Um, But first things first, Kurt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Yes. Did I miss anything in that intro that you need to add? Oh, not at all. No, you've covered all the bases. Okay, perfect. Well, (laughs) first things first, tell those of us in the audience that do not know, what is Shopify? Shopify is a hosted e-commerce solution. It's essentially, you know, one and done. If you want to sell stuff online, you can open up a a e-commerce store for 20 bucks a month with Shopify, register the domain name through there, take payments through there. Um, They handle everything. It's very easy to use, very popular I know it gets recommended on like Shark Tank, um, and they have about 200,000 users now. Yeah, I have a couple of customers on there, and just from personal experience, like the designs are super clean, no one has problems checking out, you're just like, it, it literally is like plug and play, you have a shopping cart, let's roll, yeah, right? It's one of those few situations where it just works. Yeah. So what what got you so interest so what got you so interested in Shopify specifically? There's a hundred different shopping cart platforms. Why are you focusing on Shopify? So we had we we have had a, a long sorted journey going from you know, working our way from like generalist on down and we discovered we really liked working with e commerce just because the results are so so visceral. Like it's always you know, conversion rate is easily quantified, revenue is easily quantified. Like everything about e commerce lends itself to um, statistics. So it's a really satisfying area industry to work with um, in client services, uh, which so that really drew us to us. We liked it a lot. But Shopify specifically, like it was always a joy to work with. Like those projects always seemed easier, faster, better. And then on top of that, they put in so much effort to fostering the community around Shopify. Like I can't imagine how much money they spend on it. Um, but it is a, a significant amount to build uh, a community of experts and enthusiasts and people around it where they, you know, they've, they've given us a lot of help um, and you know, really helped grow that community. And that's what drew us awesome. to it. Awesome. Are there lots of Shopify e-commerce experts? Or are you like the man? <laughs> uh, n- there's none others, just me. No, um, <laughs> I actually I'm just don't know. You have a lot of competition because it's a very cool niche. Like it's, it's an obvious niche that I've never really seen anyone tackle before. They have what's well, very cool. You know, the harder if you're the client, like it, it's really tough to find a good service provider. So they have a listing of approved experts with various specialties, um, and then people could post reviews there, and you could sort it by price, by budget. Like you could sort it by budget uh, geographically if you want to work with someone local. It's called uh, the Shopify Experts Program. You know, and if you're a freelancer, you want to get into it. You just have to have, I think, five. Show them five Shopify stories you've worked on. Um, but for the client, it really like it takes the ambiguity and risk out of finding uh, someone to help them. Yeah, so awesome. So let's say I am 
a gal and I want to sell, say, jewelry, random jewelry pieces that I make online. So I go to Shopify, I set up with a $20 a month Shopify program, I pick a template, looks good, put my e-commerce stuff in there so I can get paid, and I upload some jewelry. Uh, no one comes to my store because I haven't done anything else. Kurt, what do I do? <laughs> and that's really, like, that is the story I hear over and over. Everyone thinks the hard part is building the store and getting it out there. And, you know, they think if you build it, you know, they will come. And people, mm-hmm. you know, I've had situations like you put up a password on the storefront um, so people can't see it while you're working on it. And sometimes I'll have, like, for whatever reason, I'll have to take it off. And the co- client will panic. Like, oh, no, people could see it. I said, listen, yeah. man, only two people have seen this store, you and me. No one else cares. <laughs> if it were that easy, I would not be, like, working for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I think there's a, a misalignment where people don't realize the hard part is not in building it. It is not in getting your product. It is getting anyone at all to care about your product. Um, so there's a number of strategies. I think the the shooting fish in a barrel approach is is PPC, you know, pay-per-click. And that could be Facebook ads um, or Google AdWords. I'm a huge um, advocate of um, Facebook ads. I think they just let you dial in relevancy so easily um, with their, the crazy behavioral demographic data that Facebook has. So if you have a clear picture of who your customer is, it literally becomes a point-and-click job of making ads that target that specific customer. And then that way you could show them your product, show them your store. But they're really not going to be – you have to build trust with them. You, know, you have to look at it as this long-term relationship you're building. So that first click is a throwaway. Like you're not – all you're doing there is qualifying people, at which point now you can remarket to them. So then I think a cool thing to do would be, let's say, show them five – a carousel of five of your best-selling products. Ah, and then hopefully – you know. Like, we spend the money to show the people who've seen your site, who are familiar with it, those top five products. Now, hopefully, they'll click back, look through it, um, and add it to cart, at which point we could segment them again on Facebook and show them a cart abandonment ad that's like, hey, you left this great item in your cart, come back. And then if they buy, we get really lucky they buy, our relationship isn't over yet, maybe we can upsell them on something. You know, let's say they bought a charm bracelet. We could say, well, I'll get this new limited edition charm or, you know, buy these as a gift for someone else. Like there's lots of really, just in Facebook, there's lots of really great stuff you could do. But the hardest part is in, is building an audience, a tribe, finding your rat people, as Paul Jarvis would say. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's talk about that very first ad you're telling me about. Is that, what is that? Just uh, we sell cool clothes, so click here. Like what does that first ad say-ish? So you want to make, in that first ad, I think you want to make your, that's where it helps to to have unique positioning. You know, you want to try and demonstrate your positioning. So my, you know, I could just say, oh, my positioning is I'm, I do web design and development for Shopify. Well, that's so boring. But if you make it interesting, you say, well, you know, I uncover hidden profits in Shopify stores. Well, that's a clever way of saying conversion rate optimization. Or, you know, we'll turn your Shopify store into a revenue generating powerhouse of persuasion. So these are unique positioning statements. And I think that's what you want to lead with in that, that first image ad, you know, where you're, you're taking, an, we'll say, anonymous know-nothings, people who've never heard of you and don't care. You need to have some kind of unique positioning, competitive advantage, something interesting. Just give them a reason to click through and learn more and flat out do not expect them to buy. Because like typically in e-commerce, a person will have to visit your site or interact with your brand at least through like four or five touch points. Um, and that may be literally visiting your site five times before they actually buy. And I think that's what, like an important mindset shift 
people who are new to e-commerce have to realize is it's not a one-and-done thing where a person goes to the website, they buy or don't, they leave. No, it's this whole long-term relationship. It is a, a chain of trust. That makes sense. So would you not recommend, say, running an ad to get people to become fans of your Facebook page and then feeding content this way and maybe boosting posts to those who have raised their hand to become a fan? Have you ever ran something like that? I would do that in conjunction with. Now, I'm actually not <laughs> I'm not good at doing that stuff. Um, that's where you would want someone who's more you know, into traditional social media advertising. Um, mm-hmm. you know, someone like uh, Moishka Mars comes to mind. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, building, having that content, that community, I think that stuff absolutely helps. Um, boosted posts work. But again, it's the same deal where you're, you know, the idea of someone raising their hand, by virtue of them visiting your website, they've raised their hand, so now we're going to remarket them with carousel ads. I'm doing the same thing, just in a slightly different channel. That makes sense. Okay, so, so we talked about paid ads, we talked about PPC and Facebook. Tell me about SEO, Shopify search engine friendly? Can you do everything you need to do in there? Absolutely. And it does, like, Shopify has this, um, I often hear this reputation or pushback that like, oh, well, Shopify's not as good as WordPress at SEO. No, no, no. It's not as fiddly, I think, is the, what's fiddly. going on here. Like, the technical word. Yeah, it's fiddly. <laughs> um, Shopify doesn't do that. Like, it generates a sitemap and a robots.txt file for you, so technical stuff. It then submits them to Google, like, pings of this you know, various search engines for you where you don't have to worry about it and you never see it. They don't even mention it. It just does it in the background. So like any page you create gets indexed rapidly with Shopify. But because it's not as in your face, it's not like an effort with the same way it is with WordPress, people have just assumed like, you know, it almost the SEO on Shopify works too well and that people aren't aware of it. Um, but I think fundamentally for SEO, and Shopify does have a content management component to it, the best strategy is log every question your customers are asking you, like keep a notes file on your phone, keep a, like a, a pen and pad next to your telephone, whatever you have to do, um, and write down every question people ask you. And then that becomes the subject line of your weekly blog post, email newsletter, Facebook post, um, and then answer it in 500 words like you're answering a friend. And that's going to be, you know, you're then using your customer's language um, and rapidly increasing the relevance of your stuff. And that's all Google wants. That's what Google cares about is, you know, is this page relevant to the query? Well, when you're using their own language, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. So do you so you recommend to your clients to definitely vlogging once a week at least, right? Is that what I heard you say? It's really easy to tell people, hey, you should blog. It's much harder to give them a concise plan on how to do it. I have just given you that concise plan, and the answer for how often, how long, as, as often as you can, you have time to do. Um, but content marketing and well, SEO content marketing, that strategy, is definitely a long-term thing. It's planting a garden. So you have to lay those, you know, lay those seeds, and then over time, as people link to it and find that stuff, that's what's going to grow your SEO. But that's like a six-month strategy before people really see results. I would recommend people do it, you know, as often as you can, but hopefully you know, twice a week, once a week, twice a month, whatever you can afford to do is better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, just do it. Answer questions. That's what kind of, that's what makes great blog posts. Relevancy. Yeah, that's a, really, that's a really good tip. I like that tip. So, it's so simple. Yeah, it's simple until the client has to sit down and write a blog post, which can be painful for some. Well, and that's why I like this approach, because oftentimes, like, my really great effective blog posts started out 
often start as a person asks me a thought-provoking question. I start replying to them via email, and suddenly like it clicks where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 90% of the way to a blog post. It's just so, you know, mm. I'll send them the oh, email. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of my, blog, my good blog posts, I'll say, you know, and that's subjective, are really just started as answers to good questions that people emailed me. Love it. Oh, I got to go back through my emails because sometimes you'll spend a good like hour crafting the most beautiful email, right? And you may as well make it more generic and post it as a blog. Yeah, you just strip out like you make it a little more, you know, relevant broadly, strip out anything like specific to it or maybe don't, you know, make it very you like some of them. I'll say, hey, my friend like my friend X from Y brand asked me this really interesting question. She said this. And this was my response to her, you know, and like, what questions do you have? You really Love want, and I think people shy, like another thing that people, especially new to e-commerce do, is they shy away from being themselves. And it always seems so strange to me. Like, it's very hard to be someone else. So instead of being a brand, trying to like adopt this goofy business marketing speak voice, just write as yourself. Like, you're going to, not only is it going to be more effective, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So... When you pull, when you get someone on, on, when you onboard someone and you're trying to sell them your services, what kind of promises do you make, Kurt? Do you say you'll be making sales in that first month, or what? What, what can you? What do you do? Well, you don't do. Well, <laughs> definitely don't do promises. <laughs> um, but you know, tr- as far as expectation setting, I try and make it around setting goals. You know, and I want to make it like this isn't a thing that I, you know, my services. I try to make it less about this is not a thing I do for you. This is a thing we're doing together. You know, we have joint responsibilities here. Um, And I think it really starts with what pain or problem they have. So if the initial part is like, let's get that store online. Okay, you know, that's, we're working together to get that store online. But if you're not marketing in any way, you can't really, and you have no brand recognition, the expectation then is, and the promise is, I will get you a store online, and if you can get traffic to it, people will buy if you can't get traffic, no one's going to buy. But I was trying to set goals. So, like, the first goal should be, can we get to 150 visitors a day average in a month? If you can get to that number, that's my benchmark, my rule of thumb, where we know, okay, this store has legs, it has traction. And once you're there, it's just a matter of, you know, of continuing the process, just keeping at it um, and watching that, that average number grow and increase. So let's say that we started sense. at, like, the hard part is getting to 150. If you can get to 150, you know it's just a matter of like keeping at it and getting to the next level. So if you're at 150, all right, let's get to 500 people a day. Let's get to 1,000 people a day. By the time you're at 1,000 people a day, I mean, you, that could easily be, depending on what you're selling, a half million dollar a year business. That makes sense. So do you, um, this is off topic a bit, do you run your own Shopify store? Do you sell something? You know, I have tried, actually, and I've never been... The hard part for me has always been building the product. So what I learned was, you know, trying to resell products is extremely difficult. That part's hard. Trying to sell um, unique original products, then suddenly things get easy. So I generally want to work with either someone who has an original product or... Can you give us an example of that? Are you talking like crocheted items or something? That's what's coming to mind for me. <laughs> uh, no. Well, it could... That's... That will, crocheted items would be like a good Etsy item. Um, but not a good Shopify item. It would be harder. Okay, so what? So what do you mean? So like just something. So give, give me all right. So number like in a, a my ideal product for Shopify would be something that you would start on Kickstarter. Oh. Like a really great 
start is to go from, like, if you're on Kickstarter, there's no reason you shouldn't also be working on that Shopify store in the background so that the moment that Kickstarter's over, people can go to Shopify the day after and start making pre-orders there. Even if it's just a single product? Especially if it's a single product, because the relevancy there is so high. In fact, there's a perfect theme for single products called Startup. There's a couple themes that are actually specifically for single products. I think one is even like, hey, looks like Kickstarter. It may have some name like Kickstart. Oh, because while we've been talking, I guess, so like all my clients who are on Shopify are like literally boutiques that have some brick and mortar presence or they sell like, you know, wedding dresses or jewelry or general clothing online. So that's my Shopify experience. But it sounds like you like these single product things. Uh, Yeah, I want stuff that's, you know, my experience in business as a consultant was the more niche I became, the easier my life became. So there is, I want like exactly the same experience with Shopify. And what I've discovered is like the ultimate with that is Kickstarter. It helps you like with Kickstarter, you've built an audience up front, you've built anticipation, and you've got fun, like by definition, you have an original product. Um, and that helps a lot versus... You know, if you're reselling someone else's product, like, that's a struggle. You are just setting yourself, like, yeah, it's easier up front because you're just buying and reselling. But you're right. making it so much more difficult for yourself because, like, you're not, you're not controlling the thing end to end. So you can't, um, you really have no control over the pricing versus, you know, if I'm making a product, like, the margin could be 10 times what it costs. That makes sense because no, and no one else can get it. So you're saying, tell me, and you can pass on this question. So you're saying you have start like you have started a Shopify store, or if you were tasked to start a Shopify store selling random resold, say boutique items, um, it would be difficult to get legs, right? That would always be tough, yeah. And there's no reason you shouldn't have a web presence that you know shows your inventory for like your local devoted customers because Shopify is fundamentally inexpensive. Like I think they should just double the prices across the board on that thing. Yeah, they are really inexpensive. Yeah, I mean, even like the professional plan is $79 a month. Listen, if you can't budget $79 a month to have a web presence, and that's including everything, that's like covering your SSL certificate, um, the hosting, like that's all rolled into there, Um, the support, you know, it's really, it's it's quite the bargain. Um, What about, what about the argument, just I'm playing devil's advocate here, the whole argument of, well, but Shopify owns all of your client data, and if you ever want to get away from Shopify, like, all of that goes away. Like, if you did want to go to a WooCommerce or, you know, even like a Magento or something, like, well, I would say that you. you stop paying them, that sucks. One of my, one of my, my recent experiences, um, I have a lot of people coming from Amazon where they've got, they came up with an original private label product, we'll call it, and they sell it on Amazon very successfully. And they're terrified because Amazon owns the customer list. They yeah. own all the email addresses. You never get to see them. It's anonymized um, through Amazon. And so you don't like that. You really have this single point of failure in your business. And that like at that point, you know, that's the same risk of having a job. You've got a single point of failure versus when you own your own business, you get these multiple streams of income. I would argue being yourself employed is always less risky than having a job. That's a separate argument. In the case of Shopify, <laughs> I'll have you back. We'll argue that out. Um, it, with Shopify, you've got um, like all of the data is exportable. I can take all that customer data. I can export my like the full customer list, the products. I can expect export that as a spreadsheet. 
if I've got that plus my branding, like that's your whole online business, and then you could take that and move that wherever. True. So and the data is portable. You can migrate. And I've seen people move, you know, between um, different platforms. That makes sense. Now, so I have you for about 10 more minutes or so. Yeah, I want to. I've hop- got lunch after this, so we can go. Awesome. <laughs> Don't say that to me. Keep it going. <laughs> um, I want to hop into the importance of email marketing um, and and how you are successfully, if you utilize that with your Shopify clients and how important that is to e-commerce. Oh, I love email. So, you know, I think one of the, you know, the things I run into consistently is like social media is sexy and new and there's always going to be some new shiny toy, not like has less to do with social media and more about PPC. Email is the original social network. Look at it that way. <laughs> And what's phenomenal, like, you know, with Facebook, like my news feed, I just scroll through that thing um, versus email. Everything in my inbox I have to act on. I need to look at it. I need to, do I want to open this? Do I want to delete it? What do I want to do? And that's the big advantage to email. Um, and it's, you know, it's people who have actively opted in and it's in, it's easy for them to interact. Like Facebook, they'd have to write a comment and it's public. With email, they just hit reply. doesn't matter what device they're on and can write me a response. And it's such, so it becomes a very personal, easy way to build a relationship with customers. And that's why I'd advocate, you know, maybe not for all your emails, but for at least some, send plain text emails, write them like you're writing to a friend. And it's such a, it's just an easy, no-brainer way to build a relationship. The other part of it, you know, that people struggle with email is, they're like, oh, I gotta send, you know, like any content creation effort is, oh, I gotta send a weekly newsletter, I don't have time for it. Like people very quickly become victims of their own success that way, especially if you're, you know, a solopreneur. Um, well, with when you get fancy with email, you could do lots of marketing automation where you create like an email template once, and then it fires based on the customer's actions. So if they abandon cart, we can send off a three email sequence until they buy. Where the first one's just a reminder, the second is saying, "Hey, did you have any questions? Was there a problem?" And then the third is like a 10% off discount or upgraded shipping, something of that effect. Um, you know, if someone hasn't, we can then check in with people after two, two weeks, like, Hey, what was your experience? Like, I want to know, you know, tell me, was there like, give them the opportunity if there was a customer service problem to just hit reply and say, well, you know, yeah, it was great. Or my expectations weren't quite met, um, you know, where you're being proactive. And oftentimes that's a great opportunity to work in surveys, which can be very powerful for learning the language your customers are using, learning the kind of language you have. Um, that they're using, and then put that into your website. And, like, that can be the most amazing um, conversion rate optimization trick of all. Um, Or, you know, if you haven't heard from – it's just a matter of staying top of mind. So you could set up an email marketing flow where, say, someone hasn't bought from you in 70 days. Let's send them an email with dynamic product recommendations. Like, that's a thing you could do in Klaviyo. You could probably do it in MailChimp Pro. Or you could fake it if you just know what your bestsellers are. Like, after 75 days, send bestseller email. Wow. So, um, so email marketing is that that's not included in Shopify, right? You have to go to a third party to do that. Yeah, there's zero email included in Shopify beyond the transactional emails are in there, and you can edit those templates so you can personalize them, make them do whatever, um, or they're good as is. Um, and if you're on the pro plan, which I think is seventy nine bucks a month, at that point you have um, it will do abandoned cart emails, and it will send a single email to them, um, which is. Like, that works. Abandoned cart emails are definitely a thing you should be doing. But with 
um, with a third-party service, and there's tons of them. I just happen to like Clavio. Um, you could do longer sequences, like worth one, two, or three emails. I wouldn't go beyond three. Uh, and that plugs that plugs right into Shopify Clavio. Yeah, and actually, that's the reason I like it. Of all the email platforms, Clavio is my favorite because it integrates. It has the highest level of integration, so you can base events on like what a like. Let's say you have a specific item that needs special instructions. You could create an automation rule in Clavio within a, like 90 seconds, where it's like if placed pro- like if bought product, this product, then send this email. So if you have like you know an item that's particularly that needs some special like video, like here's how you assemble this, you can have it send off that email. Awesome. Um, how much is Clavio? I've n- I haven't heard of Clavio. Is that specific for e-commerce or is that that's just a generic email marketing system? You can use it for whatever, of course, um, but I think their focus definitely seems to be on e-commerce because of awesome. uh, just based on the integrations they have. Whereas like Mailchimp is more general for everybody. Something like uh, Drip is very good, um, but it's focused probably more on like info product creators. Yeah. Like I pers- in my own business, I use Drip, and I love I love Drip. Um, but as far as like the magic in Claveo is the level of integration with Shopify, where like based on all kinds of different properties, you can trigger emails. Awesome. So. One more, I want to touch one more thing on e- email marketing. Absolutely. So you talk a little bit about, you know, things people do on the website that the shopping cart's going to be smart enough to know those things and you send emails out accordingly. Are you still recommending, do you, for e-commerce, it seems like you could, like we teach people, you can't just say, hey, sign up for my email newsletter. But Not I feel like e- Right, but I feel like e-commerce could be a little bit different because if I do like the style of what someone is is selling, then yes, I do want to know about promos and discounts because then I would buy. Is it different for e-commerce? Well, you're sp- in that case, like you've already made the value proposition. I mean, essentially, they're taking a risk by sharing their email with you, right? You could spam right. them, you could sell the email list. Like when they do that, I mean, they don't know what they're they're signing up for. Um, but so you have to give them some incentive. So you just say, hey. Join our Insiders Club. I love calling email lists Insiders Club. I like that. Um, I like that. I always do that. It, it seems to be effective. And that's true. It's Lots like of, the ins- oh, you're a member of a lot of Insiders Club, aren't you, Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you say, uh, you know, sign up for Insiders Club, and then you have to tell them what they're going to get. You'll get access. You'll get first access to our sales, which, you know, I make that tr- – when I work on them, I make that true. Like, people who are on the email list are fundamentally the most engaged, so I'm absolutely going to give them the best deals, the best offers. Um, new product announcements and, you know, cause you want to build anticipation with a list. So for sure, they're going to be the first to hear about new products. Um, and then maybe just say like, and news about like, if you're in a niche, you could say and news about this, this industry or niche that you're in. So is it as simple as that? Or do you got to, or do you as an e-commerce provider have to come up with a more irresistible offer than just that? That's the one I would start with. Like, I think that is a baseline w- will work for everybody. Um, yeah. And then really the way to upgrade it is um, with some kind of like a content upgrade or lead magnet. And you can only do that if you're in like a niche industry. So let's say you had, you know, some hobby product. Like let's say you only sold, you know, brakes for mountain bikes. Well, you could say like, you know, sign up for email list and you'll get our free 10-page guide on how to properly set up your brakes. Like something if you can give a, a giveaway, a lead magnet, and I've, like anyone who's done info products is very familiar with this already, but I rarely see it in e-commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, or that the you can also say, hey, get a coupon. You know, and then but 
like you're already discounted yeah, off the bat, and you've got people who are going to use multiple email addresses. Uh, that one. Yeah, it's fair to say though, e-commerce stores have it easier than those info product people because really people are going to opt in to know your latest stuff and your discounts and stuff like that. Where if you're selling info, like you have to literally give them a piece of amazing information to snag that email address from them, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So you got it easy, right? <laughs> Kurt, that's why you picked Shopify. Yeah, e-commerce is. Man, it, it is, it's much easier. Like, when I see the struggle, I work a lot with freelancers and, like, the different industries that are in. And the e-commerce people are, like, it feels like we're cheating because it, it's so, everything's so much easier. Like, value-based yeah. fees become easy because it's easy to say, like, okay, well, if we double your conversion rate, you'll make how much more money? You know, everything just gets easier with e-commerce. I love it. I live, eat, sleepy e-commerce, like, exclusively for the last two years, and I'm still not bored of it. And that is a perfect that is a perfect segue for Kurt to tell us now about his awesome book called E-commerce Bootcamp and also an awesome podcast he runs called The Unofficial Shopify Podcast. Now both of these are centered around Shopify, but give us the spiel. Like this will apply to like any business, specifically any e-commerce business regardless of the platform you're on, correct? Yeah, the concepts that work for Shopify will work for any e-commerce business and even if like you're rolling your own thing, you know, E-commerce bootcamp fundamentally is we sat down to write a book that was like what is what did what do we wish every client knew, and that's what the the book is a manual on. And then we took out the fluff, you know, so we got it down to it's a little over a hundred pages of just here is actionable advice, and we based it on the customer's journey. Like we're walking through a customer's relationship with your brand where they start with like they have no idea who you are, they have no reason to trust you. Like think about it. if I walk into a store today, I know that like, you know, leases were signed, business permits were paid for, probably a fire marshal showed up. Like there's something there's an implicit level of trust with a real physical store that I don't get online. Like online, that's the equivalent of a guy who pops his trunk at a parking lot. It's like, "Hey, you want to buy some t-shirts?" You know, you you're up against a much higher barrier. So we walk through e-commerce bootcamp is really walking through that sales funnel, that like ladder of trust you build with a customer in the full life cycle until eventually at the end you hopefully get to the point where not only are they a repeat buyer where you've got this very high lifetime value of a customer, but they're also brand evangelists. They're so thrilled they can't help but tell their friends about you. And we walk through like this is this is an ideal scenario. This is what we wish every client knew and would do. Awesome. So, Kurt, and for listeners, you, we grabbed. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Sorry, I forgot. I did make a coupon code for this. In Shopify, probably. So this is the. Oh, this is demented to admit. Despite, <laughs> I because we're web developers, web designers by trade for years, we rolled. You know, we we rolled our own website, and then we technically use Gumroad, not Shopify, to sell a book about marketing <laughs> on Shopify. And I have, I have gotten asked for that many times, and I will admit I just don't know if I'll publish this interview. <laughs> it's just you could sell info products on Shopify. I just thought it was Gumroad is easier. It's what I do totally. for info products. Um, but totally. traffic and leads is a coupon code you can use to get thirty percent off um, the book, and it's available at ecommerce-bootcamp.com, or you can also just get the free sample as well. And what and so what would that book cost us at the thirty percent off? That's a good question. I forgot what I charge for this thing. Okay, that's fine. We'll just go look. We'll take a peek. It'll drive some traffic to your website because at least we'll get the free version. Now, the book is, is normally $49, and you can get it uh, 30 bucks off. And we did. We went through the effort. You get uh, PDF, iBooks, and Kindle formats and free awesome. updates for life. And then if you want, you can update to the complete bundle. Um, the 
there's several bonuses with that, but the big addition is I went through and recorded um, two hours of screencast videos where I walk through, um, you know, the it's very tactical, and it's just me walking through, like, here's implementing everything we talked about in the book. Wow, that's awesome. Well, Kurt, thanks so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, everybody, there is your latest episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. The owner of TrafficAndLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.